Opening up the NFL mailbag on today's Peacock and Williamson, who are going to be the top five quarterbacks in the NFL going forward? And why is one of those quarterbacks potentially going to be Justin Fields after his most recent breakout and how to fix the Indianapolis Colts on the heels of firing their head coach, Frank Reich? All that and more coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's where most of today's questions are coming from. You can also drop a comment on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe and the thumbs up and the bell notification and all that. And tell a friend about Peacock and Williamson and let them know their team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on and get on your way to being your best self. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on. I want to start with this question, Matt. From... Before you do. Yes. Okay. The timing isn't great here, folks, but I feel like yeah. we have to address this is unfortunately because of my schedule, we had to record Tuesday on Monday. So as we hit record, or before we hit record of the Monday show, they announced Frank Reich was getting fired. We talked about that yesterday. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Well, as we're hitting record right now, BP, they announced the interim head coach. It's Jeff Saturday. That's so weird. What? He's not even on staff. Like, this is an odd organization with an odd owner who had an odd owner as a dad. They're just calling Jeff Saturday up and say, why did they pick Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, or Edron James? You know, like, he's not a coach. <laughs> that's, wow. I just had, we that's had to throw it out there. Saturday. Well, let's and that's switch. why we're not going to cover the Monday football game, too, by the way. Folks, right. Because yeah, it yeah, hasn't we, happened yet. Monday Night Football hasn't happened yet. We had to record an extra podcast on Monday uh, for our Twitter Tuesday episode here. Tons of great questions and tons of stuff to get yes. into. Uh, apologies to those of you. And, and hopefully it wasn't the game of the century between the, the Ravens and the Saints. <laughs> and if it was, Monday we'll talk night. about it Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if any other coaches get fired, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Yeah, or any <laughs> random former players become head coaches that have never coached before. Well, we got to change gears then and start with the Just story. Just want to throw it out there. Colts because it was going to be one of the questions that we we're going to get into is basically how to fix the Colts. We got numerous questions on that. Is Chris Ballard really a good GM is Jeff Saturday a good head coach that's an uh, interim head coach Jeff Saturday I I can't think of a time when an interim coach came f- not from the current staff that was being coached is this more of a because he hasn't been in the meetings there's too much n- not to know so that has to well, be he- purposeful because it's almost as if you're putting your guy in the meeting rooms to get information, right? Or do they think that Jeff Saturday could potentially actually be the next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts? Well, here's what I'm reading. Saturday has been a consultant for the team. Okay. Is in the ring of honor. <laughs> Great. Okay. I mean, Zero he was a fine coach. center. Don't get me wrong. Um, and also was head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team in Dacula, Georgia. So seems like a great candidate. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, I'm sure that 
uh, I, is that a high school team? I'm sure they had a better record than the Colts. So <laughs> right. Got that going for you on your resume. Exactly. So there you have it. Sign him up. A consultant. So maybe he has been in some meeting rooms. That just seems like there's no cohesion. That's that's very no. tanky to me. And it sounds like maybe Ursay is trying to get information on stuff that he can't get from his perch, basically, as owner of the team about who to keep going forward. Uh, maybe that's a good way of looking at it, actually. Maybe Jeff, I don't, and I don't know if Ursay is even that smart. And not, not to say he's a dumb guy, but right, right, right. Like, you know, or if he's he just like, nice hey, I like Jeff Saturday. Congratulations, your interim coach. Maybe it's that simple. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe he's going to hire Peyton Manning as the offense coordinator. And yeah. I mean, who the heck knows? You know, bring Marvin in to coach the receivers or Wayne, uh-huh. you know, Dallas Clark can be the tight end coach. Um, maybe that, I mean, if you're, if I'm totally giving this organization the benefit of the doubt, which I'm not sure they deserve at this point, maybe it's just like when a corporation says, I'm going to hire a big dog from outside the corporation, put everyone on notice. You come in here and evaluate what you see behind the walls and tell me who we're keeping and who we're not. Okay. That, I mean, I'll buy that a little. And if you're taking anyways, it's not like inserting, you know, offensive line coach is going to make you go become a Super Bowl winning team anyway. So if you're kind of in tank right. mode as it is, Sure. Why not? Maybe uh, maybe right. there's some method to this madness, but that is definitely a shocker. I'm glad we got that information. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't oh. not pretend to knew that at this point. That's just very weird to me. But okay, okay now, how go fix the Indianapolis Colts? The season's over. Jeff Saturday coached him to whatever record, and now you're fixing the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts. Um, and and you are. You're Chris Ballard. Do you even have a job at the end of this? Because I look at Chris Ballard's drafts, and they've definitely been a draft and develop team. Yeah. And this is sort of, there's even a bigger question about all this that we'll get to in a minute about how to build rosters in today's NFL if it's different than it had been over the past 20 years or so. I go back to 2020. And in, so 2018, you drafted Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, you know, Braden Smith. You had these great drafts and you, you built the, the foundation of a football team. 2019 didn't look as good. Rocky scene's not there anymore. Paris Campbell was never the guy passing on guys like DK Metcalf in the draft to draft Paris Campbell. That doesn't look great. Um, but then 2020, you trade your first round pick. You go get something you really needed up front on the defensive line into DeForest Buckner, star player there. Then you draft Michael Pittman. Then you draft Jonathan Taylor. You know Julian Blackman's really good draft. Mm-hmm. You feel really great about things. You know Chris Ballard's like, oh, everyone loves Chris Ballard. Then the last two drafts, 2021 and 2022, Quiddy Pay, um, Kylan Grant. The other, the other end that never plays. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Out of Andy. Um, mm-hmm. Ade Bingo. Is that Ade Bingo? Uh, he, he doesn't play. So you never get to hear his name. Right. 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 I had his name down in 2021. And I haven't said it since then. So I can't remember. Deo. Um, I kind of forgot about him. Known. Right. Yeah. And then Ellinger, who is a maybe a backup quarterback long term. Um, and then this year, a lot of lottery tickets Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods, Bernard Raymond, Nick Cross, high, high, high level athletes. Maybe you hit on one or two of those guys. If you hit on one or two, you're, you're, you're gravy. You hit on them all and didn't look great for Raymond in some of those games. We've seen a couple of touchdown catches from Jelani Woods, but, um, uh, and Alec Pierce made a couple of plays. And, and I li- really mm-hmm. liked Nick Cross too and thought it was a great draft pick. But clearly, the drafting and developing is a great foundational builder for a team. But in this day and age, do they need to go back to how they did it in 2020 when they traded for DeForest Buckner, how we've seen it with the Rams who just hoisted a Lombardi. And even if you, if you crumble afterwards, 
and we're seeing some more teams now more willing to go do big things, bring in big players with the rising salary cap is the way to go be good. Once you've built your foundation with draft picks is to go spend crazy, spend all your draft picks and say, we'll figure out the rest of that later, but we've got to be as good as possible now with stars. Yeah. I've said much more good than bad about Ballard. I mean, I I've been impressed with his tenure, how he's built things besides the Buckner trade. He hasn't been super aggressive though. He likes to trade down, accumulate second round picks, things like that. But all in all, I'm in favor of that. I mean, I think that he, this was a good team. It had a good foundation. That's why I picked them to win the division. However, there is a big flaw with their team building, like their best players and the guys that they're most invested in are a guard, a defensive tackle, an off the ball linebacker, a safety, a nickel corner. They're not man corners on the outside, edge rushers, quarterbacks, wide receivers, you know, like we often talk about positional value. Well, they have it all in the wrong spots. <laughs> and that doesn't mean Nelson's a bad player or Leonard. You know what I mean? Like, they wish Nelson was a left tackle and Leonard was an edge rusher or a shutdown corner. You know what I mean? So I think that's haunting them a little bit right now. Real quick, how I would probably fix a team is I think I would probably be fine bringing Ballard back. Probably. Um, I think you use that early pick on a quarterback almost undoubtedly and – I also think you're a candidate to trade a future first or your second for AJ Brown, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, or 80% of that. You know, someone who's a different or sign Odell. I mean, I need one more playmaker on this offense. And I know left tackle's a disaster. I'm going to have to worry about that later, though. I'm going to have to get a, a quarterback and I'm going to get a dangerous receiver. So Pittman's my two, Pierce is my three, or whatever. And now I'm starting and now i'm catching up to the league in terms of playmakers i like that there's one big flaw in that matt that i want to get to next and it's the quarterback position it's been one of the most interesting teams over the last five years since the andrew luck retirement on how they've handled quarterback and that's put them in a tough spot going into 2023 and beyond even if they do the rest of what you're talking about there uh, building that team for Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts. And I want to talk about Justin Fields' breakout, yes. what that means for him, what it looks like now with uh, some of the aging quarterbacks in the NFL. we got a great question about who the next top quarterbacks in the league will be looking into the future of the NFL next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy online everyone can use a little therapy in their lives even if you don't think you can and benefit from it uh, you will be shocked at how much you can benefit from just a weekly check-in to make sure you've got everything that you want to do in your life happening every week make sure that you've got the, you're hitting those points in your life that you need to to help yourself be a better person help yourself really solve your own problems whether you've whether you're whether uh, you've been in therapy before or not, there's so much you can learn from a therapist. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. And it would be nice, right, if life came with a user manual and you could utilize that manual to cope with things, to solve your own problems and know when life's is and is not working for you and it's normal to feel like sometimes you're stuck and things aren't working out for you weekly check-ins it's super simple and it can help so much all the benefits of in-person therapy plus better help is more convenient more accessible and more affordable doing therapy online 
So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, better, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So I, I love what you laid out there, Matt, but it's we just talked about the Tennessee Titans. We saw it with the 49ers and Trey Lance. It's so hard to win now and compete and develop a young quarterback. So mm-hmm. let's say the Colts end up with the 5th to 10th pick in the draft. Are they going to have to move up to make sure they ensure to get the right quarterback? Because just drafting a quarterback doesn't help. You got to make sure you get the right quarterback and right, right, right. not guaranteed that the right quarterback is going to fall to you. But they've just done the revolving door of veteran quarterbacks since Andrew Luck has retired. And that's clearly not the way that you're probably going to want to go. Even if you try to do that, and you're probably going to need at least some veteran quarterback to play in front of and help develop your draft pick. Is that Sam Ellinger? Is it Foles? Is it Matt Ryan again? You know, uh, is it another veteran that we're not talking about? Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. Um, the one that comes to mind is Derek Carr. Oh, I see a trade see? for Derek Carr. And then, but I'm sorry to derail you, but <laughs> I could be tempted, even though we've made this mistake five years in a row. Yeah. Hey, Raiders, what about if I give you a second round pick for Carr? I use my first round pick on the best receiver in the draft, or I trade it for the next AJ Brown. And I run it back again. I could be tempted. I'm the Raiders on that call. And I'm like, well, crap. What do we do with Devontae Adams now? Trade him to the Packers, like you always said. Do I send him back to Rodgers? Do I send him with Carr to the Colts? Because they need that playmaker number one receiver, too. Trade Waller, too. Packers tried to do it. Probably big losers at the deadline were the Green Bay Packers not being able to pull off a move for Claypool or Waller or anybody that they tried to, and their season's mm-hmm. not looking great. We're, we're going in all kinds of directions. These Makes teams me think all they didn't try together. hard enough, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't try hard enough since the first, since since their first round pick when they were drafting a quarterback that's never going to play for them. Exactly. You know? right. That's when they should have developed their quarter, their receiver that's ready to play now. All right. So we just fixed the Packers. Oh, Too bad everybody. we didn't go back and talk to Goody uh, in the past and, and let him know not to draft sure. Jordan Love and, and to, to draft themselves a wide receiver to develop. So um, back to the Colts here. Yeah. If, if you draft the rookie quarterback and then you go get a big number one receiver and you get a left tackle and are you going to win with your rookie quarterback still? So you're stuck in this weird right. limbo of, well, we should be able to win now and we just need to t- tweak a few things. But if you don't have the quarterback, you can't win now. So that's where they've been. So how do you break that cycle? You break that cycle by not going and getting the Derek Carr, not going and getting the Matt Ryan mm-hmm. by drafting the quarterback. But then by the time that quarterback's good, is everything else Quentin Nelson and and um, you Buckner know, and Taylor, the two that Jonathan come to mind. Taylor and Buckner, right. Right, are they still the the the, the A plus players that they are right now? So the, that's why they're in a difficult spot, and which is why I would not be shocked at all if they go the veteran quarterback route and continue to try to win this thing. And if yeah. you're Ballard, do you start over? Do you have the time with ownership to start over with that rookie quarterback? Or if you're Ballard, you're like, well, let's try it again. If not, I'll freshen up the resume and I'll get a job somewhere else. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this for more than three minutes before we go, you know, before we talk about it. But I think there is a case for both. But if if you do the Williamson route of drafting a quarterback first, you might trade Buckner and Nelson and really blow it up, you know, and give me every pick I can get and draft left tackles and you know, maybe keep Nelson and Pittman and those guys, but Buckner needs to go and a couple of the older dudes. But I think there's a case for the Car Garoppolo fat move, and that first round pick is a playmaker or a left tackle. Both isn't it fascinating? Isn't it fascinating, Matt, that Andrew Luck was the bridge superstar quarterback between the Brady Rogers yes. era and the next era of quarterbacks? And, now and that gap. bridge had maybe you know uh, some other players on it too. You know, Wilson. Carr. Cars in that age, Russell Wilson is supposed to be that guy, and all of a sudden yeah. those two players are, are not playing well at all, and their teams are going in the wrong direction. So there's a massive gap between 40-year-old dudes and like under 25-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know? And so who is the next great quarterbacks in the league? We've got a great question on that. Before we get to Sir Madridissimo. I love this question. Does that yeah. mean he's from Madrid? Is that what that means? Sir Madridissimo? Uh, his question is about assuming no quarterback comes out of college and joins this futuristic list in five years 2027 the top five quarterbacks in the nfl are it's a great question and i'm going to tease that part of the question because at first i want to talk about matt for you would justin fields be in that list with his recent breakout and we're talking about aaron Rodgers, who justin fields including all nine weeks of the season, not just his last few games where Justin Fields has been a lot better and that Bears offense has been a lot different. Justin Fields for the entire season has a better QBR than Aaron Rodgers. And that's including some rough starts to begin the year for Justin Fields. Um, So we might be talking about this, not even five years in the future. How about one or two years into the future here with no more Rodgers, no more Tom Brady. And I don't think Rodgers is going to hang on to 45 years old either. Um, so let's talk breakout for Justin Fields, looking at some more numbers for Justin Fields, what it's been weeks one through four, Justin Fields was fantasy football quarterback 31 weeks, five through eight, Justin Fields has been fantasy football quarterback two. He put up crazy stats this week, multiple touchdowns, running multiple touchdowns, passing, seeing his running usage has really helped his efficiency, throwing the football too. It's made easier throws, easier reads. He's, playing more comfortable, getting some rhythm in the game. So Justin Fields, is he a quarterback for you that will join that list of potentially one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL in the near or somewhat near future? Potentially. Let's talk Fields, go to break, and then talk who those top five would be because I'm very impressed with what he's done. I'm not implying it's smoke and mirrors, but there's a difference between fantasy scoring and being a top five NFL quarterback. Clearly yes. go ask Troy Aikman or, you know, whoever. Um, I do think I was a huge field fan coming out of school. I love his mental makeup. I think he's a very good passer of the football, despite what some seem to think, but a bit of a slow processor had life very easy at Ohio state. He could sit there and hold the ball and is not naturally a runner. I mean, he's an excellent runner, but Lamar's naturally a runner. Allen's naturally a runner. I don't think Fields is. I don't think that's what he wants to do. But I do think that they're coming to the conclusion, well, this is working, Justin. We want to win games. This is a great cheat code while you learn in an RG3 Kaepernick type of way, a Josh Allen type of way. And so we're going to develop more and more. 
And I think it's also very important to note that this is a very young quarterback with a first-year offensive coordinator on an offense that is extremely young. You know, so some of these extremely young offenses should have a better second half of the season than first, but we shouldn't kill them for being really bad in the beginning of the year either. You mentioned he's not that great of a runner, and I, and I agree. Like, naturally, he doesn't move the way Lamar does or – I don't say, think he wants to way, as much as them. Right, yeah. Uh, it, you know, he's not laterally moving around like a video game like mm-hmm. Tyler Murray is. But just when you look at how big he is at 6'3", 225-plus, and how fast he is, how pure yeah, fast he is, powerful. and four four flat, there's nobody in the league that's his size that can run like he can because Lamar Jackson's much skinnier and, mm-hmm. and he's faster. And um, I think he's faster than Hertz. I think he accelerates faster right. than Hertz. Oh, yes, you know, sure. yeah, yeah. And he's actually a little bigger than Hertz too. Yeah. And um, Kyler Murray's was what five eight, five nine. Yeah, he's totally different. Generously, right. he was given the five ten. I think I don't know if he is. He looks so small, and I don't know. It's just <laughs> the other guys are so big around him, but he looks so small out there sometimes. The way he moves around, but. Justin Fields, his ability to run is crazy when you look at just what he is and what his natural attributes are. And then yeah. you see the big-time throws he makes every week, and you think to yourself, and that that's sort of when he was playing really poorly and the evaluation coming out of Ohio State. is like, how can someone who has this much physical gift and can throw the ball down the field with accuracy like he can, and he'll make those wild throws every week? The easy stuff is the, is the middle of the field. The, the, that's the free candy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so maybe it'll just take some time and maybe he can get that too. But it's pretty amazing to see his usage look more like Lamar Jackson to see the results all of a sudden look a little bit more like Lamar Jackson. And by the way, if you compare, and I was asked this question uh, about Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, because that was a big topic of conversation. Oh, sure. Yeah. 49ers in 2021. Right. And uh, one of the things for me is so all the 10 non quarterbacks on offense. I don't think a single bear would start for the 49ers. Probably not. And so that's what Justin right. Fields has been dealing with. So seeing what he's doing is even more remarkable now because he doesn't have the help that some other quarterbacks have had and that you want your quarterback to have. So we'll see what that looks like in the future going forward. But at least for Bears fans and for the Bears front office, you feel really good about where you're at going into next year. And you're not even thinking about quarterback now that what we've seen over the last few weeks. A month of the season, you had to be thinking about quarterback. Right. I, yeah. mean, I mean, really. And Again, the fantasy numbers are wonderful. The rest has to develop. But I think there's a lot more encouragement that that's coming. And again, I mean, I said 8,000 times going into the season, Fields just needs to survive this season. You know, just don't ruin him. You know, don't um, Derek Carr him. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) or David Carr him. You know, just don't destroy Tim Couch him. You know what I mean? Uh, Just get through this year and then you can build around the guy. And they have some extra picks. And, you know, I think there should be optimism in Chicago finally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, congratulations on breaking Michael Vick's almost exactly 20 year old record from 2002 of uh, rushing in a in a season. Yes. Oh, OK. In, in a game. In a single game. Yeah. game uh, rushing yards at 178. And I think Kaepernick has it if you include playoffs with 181 or something hmm. like that. That's that's a good comp is Kaepernick for Justin Fields. It is. Now I think I, he's a better passer than Kaepernick. Kaepernick ever yeah. threw everything on a line. I think Fields yeah. is a better touch passer. Fields has more touch, right? Yeah. Can, yeah. He, can he can he start to make those quicker reads, get the ball out quicker, short and intermediate? Like that's the that's the big step for Justin Fields. And then you have everything else going on. And 
uh, and some playmakers to go with it. So yeah, Bears go shopping for it. I mean, I know you already did, but keep going shopping for more players on offense for Justin Fields in the offseason. Super quick note, I'm stealing this from Mike Lombardi, who uh, he has been using this quote a lot lately, is a six-pack offense. And what he means by that is all six of your eligibles can carry the ball and hurt you as a weapon. You know, like Tom Brady's not a six-pack offense. You know, Fields is a six-pack offense. So he gets 10 blockers out there and two back and him. That's hard to play against in today's NFL. Those linebackers aren't used to that in the Big 12 and SEC, you know. This is a one-pack offense right now with the Bears. (laughs) It kind of is, right. And Mooney. So it's a (laughs) two-pack. All right. uh, Next who are those top five quarterbacks? Is Justin Fields one of those if we're looking ahead at the top five QBs in the NFL in 2027? And why is nobody talking about the 7-1 and one Minnesota Vikings? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. How easy is it? It is as easy as picking two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and you can make that entry in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. You're not competing against other people either. It's you versus those projections available at prize picks, and there are tons of projections available for the NFL projections available as well for NBA basketball, which is now up and going for the 2022-2023 season. NHL, PGA, golf, college sports, motor sports, contact sports, MMA, boxing, disc golf, cricket, you name it, you can find projections at prize picks. And prize picks withdrawals are safe and fast. Currently operational in over 30 states as well and Canada. So download the prize picks app, go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, Matt. Who are your top 5 quarterbacks in the NFL in 2027 and is Justin Fields suddenly one of those? It's certainly possible. Um, I love this question. I'm excited to have this conversation. I almost think five years is too long, though. Five years is like a, a millennium in, in NFL. Right. I mean, it really, three play. years should be the question, to be honest with you. Because in right. five you- years, someone that's my 16-year-old's same age is going to be entering the league. He hasn't even got his driver's license yet. So, that, you know, um, and absolutely in three or five years, I'm guessing that somebody that was drafted last year, the Lawrence class, someone who's drafted this year, the Pickett class, or someone that's coming in the league next year is going to be in that conversation. But I don't feel strongly in any of them to say they're going to be in the top five. So if it's- it starts, and by the way, five years ago, you're talking about the 2017, 2018 draft. Right. Right. And so we'll be saying, well, Winston and Wentz will be there. And right. God, you didn't you know. even know starting the 2018 season what Patrick Mahomes is going to be. So uh, Joe Burrow was probably too long. Joe Burrow wasn't even starting for his own college at that point. Right. right? right before right. he even he transferred to LSU. So um, a lot can change. So, and, and really when you talk about Justin Fields, once someone figures it out, that could be next year. You know, it we're seeing what Tua is right now is Tua on that list suddenly where, mm-hmm. cause like you could look five months ahead, not even five years ahead. Right. And, and how much the NFL can change. Right. Um, the list starts with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I think he would make both of our lists. And in the next few years, they're still going to be there and probably yes. still reaching their heights. Yes. And 
I, I hate to squash the question, but I, I would phrase it in the next three, three to five. And with all respect to all these guys like Fields, I can't go there because I still think Allen and Mahomes own two of those spots that they absolutely will still be forces of nature three, five years down the road. I would argue that you should put one or two of that class in there because part of the question was assuming no college draftees coming up this year or or Mm -hmm. entering that group. Um, And it is kind of hard to enter that group. Like we've seen guys, we've seen Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in that group for how long now? So not easy to enter that group. It's going to get easier when those guys are gone. So I would say someone like when you just look at raw tools and what they could be and, and how the teams are built and what now seeing some Justin Fields, like I would, I would, say because uh, there's nobody in between we talked about that andrew luck mm-hmm. bridge who else is in there so i'm putting fields i'm putting lance in there at four and five i'm just trying to figure out who number three is after josh allen and patrick mahomes because See, i'm looking at who, it differently i don't I, like burrow and, and that that might be my five right there that's that's my four is allen mahomes burrow herbert i know things haven't gone Ooh, well herbert. for herbert I about herbert dang it. i think those four have to have yeah. a spot and to me, that leaves one. Yeah. And I'm not confident enough with Lawrence or Lance or Fields or Pickett. So I think it comes down to, and I can't go Lamar, but I thought about Lamar still. I forgot about Lamar too. So I'm going but, Deshaun Watson. Oh, wow. Deshaun Watson. And then I take and a shower and it feels gross. <laughs> but I mean, how do you break? I mean, can Lawrence get past those guys? Of course. Can Lance get past those guys? Of course. But I'm not betting on it. That's a strong stable. And in fi- if you go all the way to five years, is Lamar still that athletic? That's why better than everybody. Over. Right. Three, I think I'm still going Lamar. Which is why I think the contract negotiation is so difficult for the Ravens because mm-hmm. they're looking at how much he runs the ball. They're like, man, could he break down potentially? And if that extra level of athleticism is not quite there anymore, will it look more like a career arc of Cam Newton? And do you right, want right, right. hundreds of millions guaranteed? 100%. So that's a good question there. Hmm, that is an interesting one, trying to find that fifth. But guy. I feel good about those four. I know Herbert hasn't had a tremendous year. I don't think Burrow and Herbert are falling off the planet, though. And they're all in the AFC. I have at least seen some high, some high-level stuff now from Fields, and right. he's not even close to there yet. Right. But I've at least seen the upside now in the NFL with no talent around him that I'd be more comfortable putting him in that list than the other guys. But clearly judging by fields, how quickly that could change to mm-hmm. one of the other guys on the list a month from now. Right. I mean, to say fields is over burrow Herbert Watson is pretty big leap of faith. Yep. We can't do that. Mm-mm. Good question. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks. And apologies for those questions that were good ones that we did not get to. I mean, probably have maybe will tomorrow on Wednesday's episode as well. And of course, everything going on in the NFL right here, Peacock and Williamson.